Welcome back to Trading 360. It's time for the 360 round. We'll recap win resorts earnings with our panel. Joining us now is Dan Wasilek, senior equity analyst at Morningstar, and Ed Bukowski, managing partner of Chapwood Investments. Dan, I'll start with you. You know, I'm taking a look at wind shares. They were down about 2%, but those early losses have been paired. It's now basically flat. So investors don't seem all that disappointed despite that revenue miss. Uh, what are the key takeaways? Yeah, I don't think there was a whole lot surprising in the uh, earnings announcement yesterday. Las Vegas remains very strong with their uh, sales at 121% of 2019's level. They said that demand uh, continues to look strong in Las Vegas with July occupancy above 90%. And profitability is also very strong in Las Vegas. So everything it continues to be really pretty great in uh, the U.S. Uh, gaming industry. Uh, and then in Macau, quite a different story where China's uh, stringent COVID-19 policy is really continues to hinder demand there where wins Macau sales were only at 10% of 2019's level. So I think that wasn't too unexpected. We're, you know, hopeful that Macau demand will start to rebound toward the end of this year. Uh, and I think the other thing that's kind of held shares down um, from highs early last year is that Wynn's balance sheet is pretty highly levered. Um, they do have about $6 billion in debt coming due in 2024 and 25 that they're probably going to have to start to refinance uh, looking to next year. So there might be concern, concerns that some of that has to be done at demand destructive levels, but we don't think that will be the case. So we actually think shares look attractive from a longer term perspective. So, Ed, in terms of outlook, obviously we knew Macau was going to be a big weight because China was shut down and, you know, obviously with those COVID lockdowns, but very strong numbers, as Dan said, in Vegas. So back to pre-pandemic levels, but any sign of a consumer slowdown at all, given inflationary pressures, did Wynn have anything to say in terms of outlook there? Um, I, I don't know if they had anything to say about that. I, I read Dan's work, and Dan, you do fantastic work, uh, especially on on Win. Um, I, I will tell you that I look at the whole gaming industry as potentially being slower because of inflation. I mean, anytime you take money out of your pocket on you know in one you know hand, and you don't have it then to go out and gamble and have a good time with it, uh, you, you're certainly going to start to see a slowdown. Now, the question is at Win, they're dealing with very very wealthy people. They they cater to the very wealthy, and they're not being as impacted by inflationary concerns as the Caesars might be. Um, so, you know, I, I in an MGM. So I would I would tend to think that if any of the big gamers were going to uh, big, big casino companies were going to be hurt, it would be MGM and Caesars not win because of inflationary pressures. So, Dan, when do you see win back on a path to profitability and and a rebound for Macau? Yeah, I mean, the, the the timing around when Macau starts to rebound is very uncertain. Uh, right now, we're hopeful that you can start to see more of a gradual recovery in Macau sometime late this year, maybe at the conclusion of the Communist National Party convention this fall. So that's kind of where we're looking for um, COVID stringency to uh, be be loosened a little bit and for Macau to start performing uh, better. And what we would say is we think that when people are allowed to travel once again, that Macau demand will rebound. Uh, we've seen this in the US, people that desire to travel and do activities and experiences is very strong globally in the US, 
as Europe opened up, we've seen that this summer in Europe, as Singapore opened up and Australia opened up earlier this year, we've seen the same thing both for overall travel and their gaming industries. So we think it's likely to be a matter of not if, but when Macau rebounds. And longer term, we're quite constructive on the space, but near term remains very uncertainty, uncertain on the timing of that recovery. You know, so, so something I want to add, um, I just want to add Go that ahead. you know, Encore Boston has become a real nice win for Win Resorts. And I think that they're going to possibly open up others uh, because you're, you're seeing a lot of revenue from Encore Boston, which uh, kind of surprises me. Um, at the same time, it's really a nice attraction for Win. Um, so you, know, you can't forget how much money you're, they're bringing in from Encore Boston. And sports right, so betting, Ed, you just have to add on to that. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, sports betting, just to add on to what Ed was saying, uh, looks like it could be legalized officially maybe sometime next year in Massachusetts. So that certainly would position uh, win very well for uh, their encore being in Boston. Okay, so speaking of bullish catalysts, you both have higher price targets than where, where win currently trades. Ed, yours is 100. Dan, it looks like fair value price of 104 for you. So, Ed, just in terms of, uh, you, you said, you know, you're in terms of the broader sector, you're seeing maybe that there could be some pullback, but Wynn versus other stocks in the sector, is, is Wynn your top pick or what other, what other companies do you like? Well, uh, I do not like Las Vegas Sands. I can tell you that. I mean, Las Vegas Sands, most people don't realize, but it's all overseas. It, they sold off uh, the... Uh, the domestic uh, version, you know, what they had domestically. So they're they're completely an overseas company, and I would absolutely not be involved with Las Vegas Sands. But MGM looks to be broad and diversified, and they seem to be one of the big winners right now. Uh, and Win, you know, as as Dan pointed out, has this uh, narrow moat. Um, and this narrow moat, uh, you know, it looks like they could be very successful, especially if they're able to refinance uh, their debt that's coming due in 2024 and 2025. So I, I don't know how strong I would be behind Win until they start to show Macau coming out of the, uh, the lockdown, if you want to call it that. And, but MGM would probably be my best uh, investment out of the whole sector. Okay, and um, Dan, sorry, uh, Dan, what what are your top picks uh, aside from Win? Well, yeah, Win trades at a thirty five percent discount to our one hundred four fair value, and then Las Vegas Sands and MGM are both at about a twenty five percent discount. So just based on that, I guess we would favor Win. Uh, it kind of depends on what exposure you want. Like Ed said, uh, MGM is is has a very strong position in the U.S. The U.S. is doing great. I think MGM is going to be one of the big winners uh, in digital sports betting. So we're fine with that stock. Uh, I would say on Las Vegas Sands, we're pretty constructive as long as you're okay having Macau exposure and Singapore exposure, just because the gaming markets in Asia, the propensity of gamble seems to be a lot higher historically than the U.S. And also Demand is pretty strong there, and supply is more limited. The amount of licenses in both Singapore and Macau are more limited than they are in the U.S. So we think that that actually creates pretty strong return on investment capital in those markets. Uh, but you have to, again, deal with the very high uncertainty in the near term and you know, from time to time, especially uh, in Macau. Okay, all good points. Should note that Win is up about two tenths of a percent right now, so has completely reversed those earlier losses. Las Vegas Sands up about the same. Meanwhile, MGM's up about two point six percent. 
Uh, Dan, Ed, thank you both so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights.